I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So if you have appreciated our coverage of Israel and our breakdowns and everything we've been doing, um, I have an ask for you guys, and it takes less than two minutes and costs you nothing. Will you go and leave us a five-star rating and a quick one-sentence review? It can be two words. Good job (laughs) if you wanted, but that interaction with the algorithm of whatever platform you are listening on helps our show to reach more people. So if you have a second to do that, it really is so quick. You just usually scroll to the bottom of our show, and that's where you can rate it. We would so appreciate it, and thank you guys so much for being here. And without further ado, we will go ahead and jump into the news for today. We have three mini stories, and then we're just going to discuss Israel. I will say things are slowing down a little bit. You know, obviously things are still crazy, but like a normal news day's worth of news versus insanity. So we're, we're getting to a little bit more normal again. And I appreciate you guys hanging in there because this has been definitely tough as it has been dominating the news space. But without further ado, let's jump into our mini stories. First and foremost, I wanted to update you guys on the search for the Speaker of the House. We have no leadership in the House of Representatives of the United States of America right now. So this is really, really good timing. You know, like this is like (laughs) sarcasm. This is the worst timing ever for something like this to be going on. I'm being honest. Um, Jim Jordan has lost his very first round of voting for Speaker of the House. And that is after According to the Daily by the New York Times, he essentially was going around bullying other people into voting for him. So this is not a good look. Um, As of now, it looks like he will have a break for a few days and then they will do another round of voting on him. Um, But honestly, a lot of moderate Republicans do not like Jim Jordan. And that is because he used to kind of hold things hostage, such as funding for Ukraine. And he was kind of this guy who, again, would like play these political games. And a lot of moderate Republicans don't want to give this far right fraction exactly what they've been wanting after they've been behaving kind of like children. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted on what ends up happening with that second round of voting on Jim Jordan. If it's not him, I don't know who it's going to be. But again, like we said yesterday, I'm hoping for a cool head in this position so that we can have a smooth ride or as smooth as possible in these extremely dangerous times. And next up for today in our mini stories, recently, the Supreme Court has been 
embarrassed, let's put it that way, I guess you could say, by Justice Clarence Thomas, who seemed to have taken bribes from billionaire besties. You know, these Republican donors were giving him trips and boats and all kinds of other things. And it's just not a good look for the Supreme Court because there aren't official rules, but like there is a unofficial code of conduct and this type of thing is not acceptable. But in the wake of all of this, embarrassment, you could call it. Amy Coney Barrett, who is another Supreme Court justice and one of the newest ones, she is calling for a Supreme Court code of ethics to be established, which would set actual rules for situations like this. You know, what's acceptable and what's not. And this could be a really great idea. We've never had a code of ethics like this before. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted as this sort of proposition plays out. And next up for today in mini stories, two children who had been abducted by Russia have now been returned to their parents in Ukraine. There remain thousands, though, of Ukrainian children, about 16,000 is like the approximate number, who are in the custody of Russia wrongfully and are likely being exposed to extensive propaganda and, of course, being kept away from their freaking parents. I just, as a parent myself, I can't even imagine what they're going through. And, you know, same goes for all of the hostage families um, in Israel, which we'll get to later. We are praying for the safe return of these children and we'll do whatever we can to support that. And next up for today, we're going to get into all of the Israel updates. So Biden's visit to Israel. So Despite what happened to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, um, he had to run from, in case you missed yesterday's episode, he had to run from a vehicle into a building that had a bomb shelter inside of it to avoid getting hit by Hamas rocket fire. So shit is dangerous over there. It just really is. No matter where you are, it's very perilous. Biden still plans to visit, though, in spite of all of this, and he's going to go into this violence knowingly. And this is something that a lot of other news outlets, when they cover it, are saying, like, it's just completely unusual. Usually when a president is going into a war zone, it is like a little pop out of a hole in the ground kind of thing where you don't know they're coming. They're not announcing this and they move very secretively so as to remain safe. So this is a very unusual move. Um, And right now he is putting a lot out on social media that is sort of like anti-hate in general, um, which is a great thing. So, you know, he's that is his message right now. And we can only hope that he goes there to protect all human life. And he is looking at it from all angles. So The first hostage video has been released by Hamas, and this is something we absolutely had to cover today. Um, It depicted an Israeli girl, Israeli-French. She's actually actually a dual citizen, um, and she's being held captive by Hamas. Her name is Mia Shem, and she is 21 years old. She is a gorgeous girl who is attending the music festival simply to dance the night away with her friends, and she was taken by Hamas, witnessing rape, torture, and the deaths of countless others as she was taken. She has likely been brutalized herself. 
Her mother described a roller coaster of emotions. She is relieved to see that her daughter appears to still be alive and, you know, largely unhurt. But you can really not tell from this. It's clear she has an arm injury. They believe she's been shot. Um, She said in the video that she'd been operated on for hours. (laughs) So we'll get to that. Um, But, you know... Any family who has a loved one held hostage, you know, just because they're safe one minute doesn't mean they're going to be safe the next. She appears to have an injured arm, like I mentioned. The family asks that the video not be circulated, but in the video, she apparently said to the camera, quote, I'm being cared for. I'm getting medications. I'm only asking to be returned home as soon as possible to my family, to my parents, and to my siblings. Please get me out of here as soon as possible, end quote. But the mother said of the video, quote, I see that she's very terrified, in a lot of pain, and I can see that she is saying what they are telling her to say, end quote. Again, they believe that she had been shot in the shoulder when she was fleeing her attackers, and that's why her arm is in complete bandages in the video. According to metadata that was pulled by the New York Times, this video is at least six days old. So again, a lot can happen in six days when you're holding human beings in captivity. So um They're expecting a lot more of these videos to be coming out from Hamas um, in order to basically inflict psychological terror on the Israeli parents and Israeli people generally. And then I wanted to just basically touch on the Rafah crossing. So thousands and thousands of people are amassing at the Rafah crossing. Um, This corridor, it leads into Egypt. So essentially, they're hoping to get safe passage into Egypt. But the Egyptians are still refusing to take in refugees right now. They worry that they will let Hamas in with these refugees. And they do not want Hamas in their country either. Let's be clear. And they also worry that they may take on essentially a humanitarian crisis that comes with letting these people in. But the U.S. through Biden has claimed that they are working with Egypt to try to negotiate safe passage for civilians and basically facilitate all the supplies that would be needed for these incoming refugees. We'll definitely keep you guys posted as I think everyone at this point is calling for intervention on behalf of the Palestinian people. I mean, That's the minimum they deserve right now. So let's pray that Biden can get this done soon as both food and water are running out. And then before we go for today, I wanted to touch on the hospital that was bombed. So this is obviously the most major news to have come out within the past 24 hours. Um, But as I was talking about the hospitals yesterday and like the true heroes who are sticking by their patients in the middle of a war zone, I was thinking to myself as I was writing that and recording it that, you know, there's just no way they're going to hit a hospital. There's no way. And then literally the next day, that's exactly what happened. So There was a major hospital that was bombed in Gaza. Um, According to the health ministry, the Palestinian health ministry, 
There were over 500 people who were killed in that single incident. And if you guys see photos of it online, it's like a crater where the hospital was. It is just like not in existence anymore. Um, And again, there's a lot of mis and disinformation online. So I'm hoping what I'm seeing is accurate just for the sake of recounting it to you guys. I wanted to preface that. Um, But both sides are really pointing the finger at the other. Initially, reports here, you know, on American outlets were saying it's definitely an Israeli strike. Um, However, Israel very quickly came out and said, we absolutely did not hit this hospital. Um, And they are alleging that the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militant group was trying to send a rocket into Israel and hit the hospital instead. Um, It's very interesting. Some groups are alleging that there had to have been explosives in the hospital for it to explode with that intensity to create the crater. I was thinking back to my good old Grey's Anatomy days where <laughs> you, if you guys ever watched that show, you remember there's an episode that's like very famous where there's a bomb squad has to be called and you realize hospitals actually have a ton of oxygen that can explode and a lot of things that are explosive inside of a hospital just to make a hospital run on a normal <laughs> day under normal circumstances. So I would imagine that if it was hit in any form, that it would definitely create a really huge explosion. So um, this is probably one of the most tragic singular events that has gone on, especially because it was probably a lot of children, a lot of elderly people in this space. And my heart breaks for everyone involved. My prayers are there. And let's just hope President Biden really looks at this situation and can determine, you know, with very differential um, eyes what happened here and make sure that he is standing by human life over political rhetoric. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, There is sacredness in tears. They are not the mark of weakness, but of power. They are messengers of overwhelming grief and unspeakable love. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar free media and that is also linked in our show notes you can follow us on social media at news du jour dot podcast on both instagram and tiktok you can follow my personal account at it's annie bowls on both platforms as well any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup he has a little separation anxiety and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oklahoma. Oklahoma.